Pedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad, we are back. It is another week of Giants winning the week. It didn't yeah. didn't look great as they they did. I don't think they played very well. <laughs> no. And they still went four and two. Yeah. And you know what's unfortunate is the A's are a really good team. They just let the Giants hang around. And then the Giants just did what they do fairly well, which is you know, it's almost like a time of possession game with them. Like if you want to put like a football reference in. Yeah. Like, you know, it's they just wear you down. They set, you know, that they they have situations set up for them to do very well in late and then they they come back and win and that's what happened in two of those games against the A's. A's seem to be in fairly decent control and they just let the Giants hang and the Giants won two out of those three. So, they finished the week 4 and 2. I would say that that was better than my expectation based on how I thought they were playing. But, you know, you got to take four and two. And I think the problem is, is when we look at, uh, you know, we look at the team and we go, wow, you know, they're winning two games to, you know, two out of every three games or whatever it is. Um, And we just think that that's going to happen all the time. So when you see them play slightly poorly, like that one loss to the Mets, which, you know, they, they weren't really in that game too much. You're like, oh my god! You know what's going on? And you're like, dude, they they just won two out of three from the Mets, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, but but uh, like we talk about too, anytime you lose the last game of a series, even though you've already won that series, you kind of leave that series thinking, huh, wasted opportunity, man. We could have swept them. We could have gone out of there with three wins, and and then you go into Oakland, and you know you lose that first game. What was it? four to one just look like hot garbage um, offensively. And then you get all the way to like the eighth inning of game two and, and you're down like six, three, six, two, most of the game. And then you kind of sneak your way back in. So it's, it was a frustrating Friday and most of Saturday and then uh, lots of celebration Saturday after the game. And then uh, Sunday was another one of those two. I, I kind of felt like here we are down one, nothing, but, I I felt like we were going to win that game. No matter what we did in that game, down one nothing, going late in the game, I thought, we're, we're going to win this game. And like Kapler said in The Athletic in one of the interviews, what did he say? Um, it doesn't matter if you score uh, early. It doesn't matter if you score late, as long as you score more than the other team. So that's what they did. And I was going to get to the Dodgers in a little bit, but I feel yeah. like this is what all Giants fans are really worried about, which is... When were the Dodgers going to make their run? Mm. Now, let's look at uh, the last several weeks. So if you go uh, Sunday, you know, we, we do our weeks on this show starting Monday just because we record on Monday. But if you start with weeks, uh, the week starting on Sunday, starting on August 8th, the Dodgers went 5-1 uh, and one that week. Mm-hmm. Then the week of the 15th, they did not lose a game. They played <laughs> right. every single day of the week, and they won every game. It was the pod. Some of those were the Pirates uh, mm-hmm. and four games against the Mets. And then finally on Sunday, they <laughs> lost a ball game. So they've they've won nine out of out of their last ten. They go into San Diego starting tonight. And as we're watching this, um, or as we're recording this, Giants are actually beating the Mets seven to zero. Yeah, two home runs. By uh, by one Brandon Belt, <laughs> uh, home run a by La- handsome La- man, <laughs> <laughs> a home run by Lamont Wade, and then a just a bomb by Baby Yaz, and so they're yeah. they're cooking right now. They're playing well. Uh, slinging Sammy Long is in the fourth, and he, he's doing a good job so far. I think he's only given up one hit, so things look good for today. We'll see. Still half the game to go, yeah. but the Dodgers have two or three with the Padres, like I said, in San Diego. And the, and the Padres are kind of like 
They're looking for scape, scapegoats, man. I think they just <laughs> fired their pitching coach. Yeah, they're limping around right now, just trying to hang in. Because what I want to look at that again, because we did talk about this not too long ago, that the Reds could sneak up on them. And you thought because of their run differential, maybe not. And I agreed with you in the long run. I thought, yeah, you know what, maybe not. But they did make some nice moves at the mm-hmm. trade deadline. And now they've got themselves a one-game lead over the Padres for that uh, second wildcard spot. They've yeah. won four in a row. So I mean, San Diego's... If- trying to do something, but let's hope they turn it around tonight. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. A one, 1000%. You know, the thing about San Diego is, and we kind of were sort of alluding to this. Now they're, they're scary for sure. I'm not going to say that the Padres aren't scary because the Padres can, you know, they can score runs, um, but they are still, sort of young and they've had a lot of injuries uh, on their pitching staff. So they're having to sort of figure things out when things aren't going terrifically well for them. And, you know, they're 13 games behind the giants at this point, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's, the- oh, 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 I was just looking at, I get distracted by the Giants game. The door <laughs> hit a little pop up into, uh, you know, the Bermuda Triangle, but uh, it looks like Yaz came in and made the catch. Made me a little scared there. Your game's ahead of mine. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like already... I'm like ten seconds ahead of you, which is surprising because yeah, I'm on Hulu. You, you already saw that happen. They're looking at Buster Posey though, because I think he got dinged in the jaw. Um, again, another. Another issue we always talk about as Giants fans, like we need Buster Posey, so you can't give us the DH fast enough. Yeah. So let's get it here so we can get this guy from out behind the plate for a little bit and uh, give him a rest and stuff. But, um, but yeah, like you said, so the Padres are any good team like the Padres. They they're 13 games behind us, but they're fighting for that second wild mm-hmm. wild card spot. Any good team like that, you know, they can just go on a run. You know, they can reel off eight wins in a row, and all of a sudden, and you could be take the brunt of that too, as as the Giants could be playing the Padres in the midst of that nine game win streak and take the brunt of it, and then they make up some games on us, and and things get a little bit hairy. So, it's what are there only five weeks left? In, in the regular season right now. So it's kind of getting down to the wire as each week goes by. Like we talked about, the Giants were four and two this week. They could have easily been two and four this week and probably not in first place right now because the Dodgers are streaking and just going crazy. But the Padres always play them tough. So we kind of hope that they beat each other up a little bit. Uh, is that a three-game series? Starts on a Tuesday, so it's probably a three-game series. Yeah. Which one are you talking about? Padres and Dodgers. Padres and Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. it's three games. Yeah, yeah. So, so they go. Yeah, so they we go have to in, let them beat each other up. Yeah. They go into San Diego, and then, um, actually, I think I'm, let let me double check here. So the they go into San Diego for three, mm-hmm. and then they play the Rockies at home for three, and the Rockies are they're pretty much dead when they're on the road um, yeah. of, they always play well when they're at home and and mm-hmm. that's you know they're like they are <laughs> you know if, if you if colorado played every single game in their home park they'd be one of the best teams in baseball <laughs> that's true yeah and 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 they would also be down seven nothing in the fourth inning and probably beat you that's, they, <laughs> that's look, at, look at the look at this split oh. home for colorado 43 and 22 wow Away, That's a great record. Away, fourteen and forty-six. They're the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles when they are away from Colorado. Wow. Four, so let's look at it. Forty-three wins at home for Colorado. That is the most home wins for any team in Major League Baseball right now. A lot of teams at forty-two, mm-hmm. um, including the Giants and the Dodgers. But yeah, and and also. Um, the, the Chicago White Sox also have 42 wins yeah. at home. But yeah, and, the Rockies are the best home team in baseball. And, but we talk about them like they're awful. I mean, their run differential is minus 100 even. But uh, no, sorry, minus 38. I was looking at the Cubs. Cubs yeah. are awful. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, actually, that is awful. But no, I was looking at the wrong one. Colorado Rockies are minus 38. They're only uh, 11 games under 500. So, I mean, it's not like they're an awful, awful team. They're not... They're not the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're they're right? just a completely <laughs> different team, home and away. Yeah, and and yeah. and that's the scary thing because what happens is, um, 
So the Giants, let, let's look at the Giants schedule really quickly. So they play the Mets and the Mets, mm-hmm. you know, they beat the Mets two out of three. They're, they're, they're playing good baseball today, right now against yeah. the Mets. Then they go play the Braves who are along with the Dodgers and the Yankees, like the, you know, the three hottest teams in baseball, they go yeah. at Atlanta. So that's going to be tough. And, you know, we remember a couple of weeks ago when they went into Milwaukee and I was like, man, that's really going to test them. And then they, yeah. they, they snuck out of that series winning two out of three. That's going to be a similar series for them as the Braves because the Braves are so hot. Um, but there is a stretch here where the Giants go into Colorado. And so uh, in September, second week of September, mm-hmm. they got a three-gamer in Colorado. And then two weeks after that, there's a weekend series in Colorado. So they mm-hmm. still have six games left against the Rockies at home. And the Rockies are the best home team in baseball. So this, the, the, you know, as, as much as we're sort of like looking at that Dodger series where they play the Dodgers at home. Yeah. I feel like those two series against the Rockies, unless the Rockies are just trying to lose at that point, those those two those two series might be the scariest season, series is to end the season. You're right. I'm looking at this September and that at Colorado, those six games, those stand out. I, you know, the other tough thing is too, the Giants always have a little bit of a tough time in San Diego, even though they're they're you know, our crowd travels well down there, but they're going to be, you know, with two weeks left in the season, they're going to go to San Diego and then to Colorado. Those are two really tough places in the West for the giants to play. Then they come home for the diamondbacks and, and, and Padres. Um, but the Padres are in San Francisco a week before that for four. And then the Braves come in. So if you're thinking like the Giants kind of have this wrapped up, they're definitely going to get the wild card spot. I, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to probably get a playoff spot, but that division is still so, so tough to win right now because the Dodgers schedule isn't nearly as nasty as ours is coming down the line here with all of these um, division winners and, and teams with the best record in baseball at home uh, and six of those games there. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a a wild September, man. All right. So um, I know you have, uh, I'll, I'll give you, a little bit of a heads up so you can kind of get your stats together. Yeah, you're I'm have sure. Some stats for us later. Oh, they're but, ready. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm so ready. Let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's look at, you know, we, we jumped the gun on the Dodgers just because the Dodgers are the top of yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let, let's look at your, let's look at your stats here. Well, well, let's, uh, I wanted to kind of see, because I started thinking, you know, the giants, all the talk right now is that the giants are having a hard time with their starters, not, not, not basically doing what they did with their starters earlier in the season. Their starters are not going as deep. Uh, Gossman is scuffling a little bit. Uh, Disco is on the IL now. Um, Logan Webb is the only one who's kind of holding up his end. Uh, but the Giants, again, they're using the great Sammy Long right now. Mm, slinging um, Sammy Long. Slinging Sammy Long out there. Um, and so, it, that oh, and he's bunting right now, so he's still in the game in the fifth. So that's good. He's eating innings. Um, and, that, and that's what they need right now. Um, but So the Giants' bullpen has really been stepping up. So I wanted to look at the last two weeks and say, well, what are the Dodgers? Uh, you know, I'm really worried because the Dodgers went out and got Scherzer and they've got this just great um, starting pitching staff. Well, the Dodgers are kind of doing the exact same thing that, that we're doing right now. Um, so if you look at the last two weeks, uh, the, the, the Brewers have actually led uh, the National League in starting pitching with a uh, – this print is really small and I'm very old, so this is kind of hard <laughs> to see. But um, when you look at it, their war – is the same as the Giants in terms of starting pitching uh, at 1.8, but uh, the Giants actually have a better starting ERA over the last two weeks at 3.2, Milwaukee at 3.88. But you look at the Dodgers, and they're at 2.48, but the Giants have pitched around the same amount of innings as the Dodgers with their starting pitching staff. Mm -hmm. So that tells you that they're – Maybe um, uh, Dave Roberts isn't quite letting the Dodgers 
starters go as deep. He's still kind of saving those arms and letting them do their thing. He's not playing old school baseball anymore. And he, and he never really has. He's been kind of an analytics guy going with what, you know, yeah, he's got the the, folder, man. He's got the binder and flipping pages. And he was and one of the what, first, that's, right? That's what the Giants do. I mean, pretty yeah, much. Uh, yeah, and he was one of the first, and the Dodgers organization was one of the first when it came to that to do that. So I started looking. So the Dodgers in the last two weeks, their starters have gone 54 innings, the Giants 59 innings. So they've actually pitched five more innings uh, starting pitchers than the Dodgers have. And then you go and look at the uh, the bullpen. The Giants have have thrown 51 innings in the bullpen. The Dodgers have thrown 63 innings uh, out of their bullpen. Um, the Dodgers' record out of the bullpen the last two weeks, 8-0 and with six saves. I mean, that's nasty. That's what the Giants did a couple of weeks back. Uh, the Giants have been 3-2 and with six saves of their own. Uh, you look at their ERA, the Dodgers' uh, – Bullpen ERA the last two weeks, 1.98. The Giants, 2.47. And the Brewers, who have one of the best bullpens in the majors the last two weeks, almost a four ERA, Uh, 3.61 ERA over the last two weeks. So the Dodgers and Giants have really had the two best bullpens in the National League over the last two weeks. Um, And so I think, again, like we've talked about before, I think it's kind of kind of come down to that the last couple of weeks because the Giants didn't get, they, they didn't land that big fish starting pitcher at the trade deadline, they got yeah. Chris Bryant, which obviously helped them tremendously. Yep. But they didn't get that big fish. They didn't get the Scherzer, the Barrios. Um, they didn't get the guys that they wanted. Uh, and so they didn't just throw uh, prospects out there to get anybody. Yep. So they're really going to have to rely on this bullpen from here on out. And so are the Dodgers. So it's going to be kind of a, a bullpen end to the season coming up here the next couple of uh, five weeks, I'd say. But but I just thought that those were interesting numbers because I thought that the Dodgers were going deeper with their starters. But now that I look at it more, they're not. They're actually going about the same as the Giants and just using that bullpen and using guys for for more and more innings as time goes on. And just because we're kind of looking at the Dodgers. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw threw a 20-pitch bullpen session today. Uh, first time he has thrown off the mound in four weeks. Um, there, I, I, I don't see that he uh, has any update, but uh, earliest he could be activated is September the 5th. So. Oh. That, and obviously they're without Trevor Bauer, which is probably what made them go after Max Scherzer. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, Bauer's not going to pitch probably the rest of this year because he's sure as hell not going to come back in late September. And then the Dodgers are going to welcome him back and say, yeah, now you're in our postseason rotation. <laughs> That's like exactly. clubhouse voodoo right Yeah, there. That's not I mean, they happen. already are. I mean, if you believe the reports they're already sort of pissed off at him for kind of screwing with their season anyway. I, I think so and i think they're kind of done with him i wouldn't be surprised in the offseason if they went after um if they went after him through like the uh, an arbiter or uh you know the players association and said we need to void this contract because because uh, i think the options are his right i think he has the options after each season to re-up with the Dodgers for the next three years. And that's the deal that he signed. But I think they can probably find some way to get out of it. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe, um, we're, cause he, he, where he pitched in Cleveland. Yep. He pitched Cleveland, Arizona. in Arizona, um, Cincinnati. So those are some of the smaller sized markets. And then he goes to LA and his, whole thing gets blown up like crazy <laughs> yeah just a moron oh my gosh we, we'll say that <laughs> you know it's funny <laughs> i think about the uh off season when we were kind of building him up like oh yeah. come on come to our team <laughs> you weird guy we'll like yeah. you and then don't go we'll... back and listen to that show <laughs> <laughs> and then the second he signed with the dodgers we we're like ah f that guy. yeah yeah that guy's in jackets <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so Let's look at uh, the latest, uh, I guess the latest roster type of uh, type of information here. Yeah. And I grabbed this off of Twitter, which is uh, Andy Baggerly. He says the Giants reinstated Evan Longoria from the undisclosed injured list. So 
that doesn't count against their 40 man when they put these players on the the covid list right and then so but they had to place him on the 10 day injured list because he had the uh the the right hand uh he got hit on the hand so he's still mm-hmm. hurt he's cleared from covid but he's still hurt um and and so that took a roster spot and that left them one over which meant Kevin Gossman goes on the undisclosed COVID <laughs> list and both for vaccine effects. So I think you had mentioned that Evan Longoria, we believe he took a booster shot. I don't know what Gossman, if this is Gossman's uh, vaccine or his booster, but uh, yeah, just the, uh, the, the, the heavy, the heavy flu like symptoms that we all got with the, uh, with the shot. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to play baseball with that stuff. Oh, no way. Yeah. And yeah, I did see on Twitter somebody had mentioned one of the reporters, too. It was a Giants reporter had mentioned that um, that Longoria was, uh, um, you know, a reaction to the booster. So and and of course, you can get the 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 booster now. I think the Pfizer booster, if you've had the other two shots and you're an at risk uh, person, then, then then you can absolutely get that uh, that booster shot. So we don't know, you know, we don't know Kevin Gossman's situation if he's gotten the the two shots and this is his booster. But the boosters are starting to come around uh, to those who need it. So um, so yeah, I wonder if you'll see a little bit more of that going down the line because we are heading into you know. Of course, we're heading into flu season, all the other seasons, and everything else. So we're we're also trying to time our flu shot with our boosters. And yeah, um, I don't think I can do my booster till November, but um, but my wife can actually get hers um, next month, like in a week or two. Oh wow! Um, yeah, because she got hers way back in January, so she can actually get her booster. But we're trying to time it. It's like, well, you got to get your flu shot too, and you can't get them near each other. Yeah. So we're trying to figure that one out. But yeah, you know, I feel. It's one of those things, you know, that little meme that people are do on the internet, like, oh, I was my current age years old when I learned <laughs> how to do this or when I learned yeah. this. And I was always anti-flu shot for yeah. as long as possible. And it was more because I was like, my immune system is great. Like, I never get the flu. Why would I take it? And the one, this is the only positive thing. I'm not saying there's anything positive of this <laughs> coronavirus. The one positive thing for me is that the idea that this virus exists really smartened me up to why the flu shot exists. It's not that I'm going to get the flu, right? So that I don't pass it on to people with compromised immune systems who can really get ill. And I never realized that until COVID 19. So I, as well, will get the flu shot. And I've never got a flu shot in my life. Yeah. And that one, a lot of people say they get adverse reactions from it. I just get a sore arm. I've been Mm. getting that one for about 14 years now. The first time I ever got the flu shot, um, I think uh, my oldest, who just turned 15 yesterday, she was one and it was flu season. I, she got it. I got it. My wife was pregnant with baby number two at the time. I was so sick. It ruptured my eardrums to the point where they bled. Wow. I woke up one Holy morning and I had like bleeding eardrums. Um, I had so much chest congestion and I have asthma too. So it's yeah. like, why didn't you get the flu shot before you dummy? Yeah. And, and, and then I ended up in the hospital completely dehydrated because I couldn't drink anything. And I was just, I was a mess. Wow. So from then on out, flu shot every year after um and i've gotten the flu a couple of times but it's been mild it yeah. hasn't been anything that, crazy that's the idea so, right it's just just to yeah. make sure that you don't get it really bad because they can't nail the strain down with the flu shot it's just like here's a couple of strains we hope it's this one and there was one year i think i got pretty sick um not from the flu shot but just just from getting the flu but other than that no i've been pretty healthy from from the flu shot um after so, yeah. All right. Let's quickly. I don't know if you, I don't even know if you have a, a beverage or not. Oh, yeah, you mm. do. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So you will get a kick out of mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm living on the edge a little bit today. Oh. And it's because all out of bourbon, all out of tequila. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> all out of tequila, all out of whiskey. All we have is vodka. And so oh, I was like, okay. oh, you know, what should I mix with vodka? And I did a couple searches. I'm like, ah, you know, what? what's a low-carb mix with vodka? And people were just saying, like, you know, you could just, just do 
just do soda water and put some lemon. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah I can do that. But I always do that with everything, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, it's clean. <laughs> I'm going to live on the edge. I'm going to go get in uh, a caffeinated energy drink. Whoa. And I'm going to mix the high caffeine and the slightly downerish alcohol. <laughs> well, because you know, when, when you and I were younger, you know, when we were in college, and maybe even a little bit after, like the yeah. hot drink for people at the club or at the bar was like Red Bull and vodka. Mm -hmm. Like yes. everybody would drink that. Yeah. And like just the chemical idea of that is probably a bad idea. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? You know, I'm going to mix the energy drink. I'm going to have the alcohol and see how I feel. Yeah. And the one thing, and I mentioned this before, is like when you mix the, the drinks and they actually taste really good, I drink for thirst, not necessarily for anything else and it'll hit you fast i have to be oh, careful yeah. i have to be careful with this my uh <laughs> my energy drink and and vodka so well like I'm, I'm a fan of classic movies as uh if you've listened to this show before you know that i love the sinatra era oh yeah Spe speaking of that's one of my favorite records of all time um listen to it and really just grab a drink and and you can actually grab this drink while you listen to it. You know uh, what? Oh, there you High go. Highland Park 12, um, the Viking Honor. Uh, this is very, it's a really good scotch. Uh, my brother-in-law, Dan, gave this to me. We have some stuff from my brother-in-law, Dan, coming up in a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Um, he went to the A's-Giants game uh, on Sunday, so he got to see a really good one. Um, but he knows my love of PD scotch, and this is one of them, and it's really good. But but like you were saying, the caffeine and stuff, because the 40s movies from the 40s and 50s and 60s is, you know, somebody gets really drunk and get him some coffee, <laughs> you know, get some coffee in him. And it's like, well, now you just have a wide awake drunk. Yeah. So that's the whole idea of the, the rod, vodka and Red Bull is you get, uh, yeah, you can get drunk, but you're also going to be wide awake while you're drunk and not falling asleep. So that's good. <laughs> okay. So I just, so, so that's a Frank Sinatra and count Basie yes. album. Yes. What is that the title one, of that album? That one is called there. So they had two. I actually have another. <laughs> I like this album so much. I have another one hanging right above my head. <laughs> I got two copies of it. Cause you know, it's good vinyl. Um, that one it's called an historic musical first. Okay, because this um, is not on Apple Music because I just searched it and yes. I don't see it on Apple Music. Now, on Apple Music, the one you might find is the combination of the two albums. Okay. I think, I think there's a combination. The complete of the two studio recordings or something? Yeah, I believe so. And that would be the two Count Basie and Sinatra albums together. Got it. Um, I see. There it. used to be a really good website called the Sinatra Family Forum run by Nancy Sinatra. Um uh, one of Frank's daughters who's famous for these boots were made for walking. Mm -hmm. That's her famous song, but she ran that forum, but now Sinatra.com has taken it over and they're still moving stuff over, but there's a great page on there that lists all of his recordings. And there's over like 500 recordings that he's done in terms of albums and compilations and singles and all kinds of different stuff. Um, but yeah, so he did two, albums with uh sinatra and basie and then there's one from vegas called live at the sands and that's with the basie orchestra and uh sinatra fronting them and the interaction between the band and sinatra on that live album are just absolutely fantastic so so i think i have this set for uh to be my uh work from home album tomorrow so yes oh you got it you're gonna love it it's it starts off let's see what was the first track on here pennies from heaven mm -hmm. and turn up your bass because the walking bass line on that to start with will just rattle your walls it's just nice big fat wood walking bass yeah i, really I, wish, I wish i had uh one of those big giant speakers in my car like yes. oh, again when we were younger <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> rob bass and dj easy rock uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah rocked my volkswagen jetta yes <laughs> all right so uh let's get to our player of the week and then we'll kind of look at the uh the mets and the a series really quickly yeah um so let's Let's get to player of the week. All right. Player of the week. So I put four up there this time. Um, I, I haven't done that before, but I've threatened to do it. And I did it this week because 
I looked at the numbers for this week and it was kind of hard. It was, it was a little difficult to kind of pick somebody here. Um, so I went with four players. So coming in last place with no votes, poor Donnie barrels. He had the big two run home run, um, pinch hit home run, but he only had six at bats on the week. Um, but he came in last place as Woba was 483 in those six at bats. Cause he had a home run, two RBIs in that big pinch hit home run. Um, Coming in third place with 17% of the vote, 17.6% of the vote, Chris Bryant. Um, it's kind of funny because I put his average up there. And after I put it, I was like, mm, nobody's going to vote for him if I put his 190 average on the week. But he had a 346 Woba, uh, three home runs, five RBIs. He had those two home runs, right, um, in the Mets series. Was that in the first game? Yeah, well, because yeah. he hit him, and then my kid sent you a text, and he's like, "Yeah, Chris Bryant's got to be in, in the list of players of the week. And I was like, well, yeah, but he's got to stay healthy, and he's got to keep hitting. He didn't. I mean, he stayed healthy-ish. He had the hamstring issues, and he only hit 190, but he did hit another home run yeah, against did. the A's. So three home runs, five RBIs, three runs, and a stolen brace base with a bulky hammy. Yep. Um, but Good he came in. Yeah, good athlete. So he came in third, fourth place. Our favorite, our uh, our pod, one of our podcast favorites, LWJ Lamont Wade Jr. Um, he finished in second place with uh, two sixty four woba, one home run, three RBIs, three runs, and the big pinch hit two run home run. Um, was it a two run home run or a three run home run? Uh, I think it was a two run homer. Yeah, so I think the Giants were down one, but I, I can. That's right. I'll, I'll I'll try and verify that while you're. Yeah, I believe we had back to back two run pinch hit home runs. So, um, so yes, so he hit. Uh, he came in second place, thirty five percent of the vote. Uh, but coming in first place, Logan Webb. Uh, we always say if you're going to get two starts as a starting pitcher, there's a good chance as long as you do really well, you're going to be up on this list. So that's why we have a fourth. Uh, person up here and then he ended up winning i just kind of threw him in i was like well i'll throw in logan webb just because but he got 47 percent of the vote he went one and oh on the week 13 and a third innings pitch a 2.03 era a 2.35 fip and uh 1.35 walks per nine in those 13 innings so um he, he's slowly becoming the uh, pitching staff favorite because Gossman is just kind of having some troubles out there. And, and Logan Webb has really stepped in and become that uh, ace of the past couple of weeks, just, um, you know, plugging his foot in there and, and eating up some innings and getting some W's. OK, can we talk about this a little bit, which is <laughs> Gossman and Desclafani. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were or, going to talk about Logan Webb's picture. No, no, well, I mean, you know, the guy, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's from the Andy Griffith show. Yes, sure. he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, um, Dave Sclafani and Gossman uh, for the first half of the season, mm -hmm. untouchable. They were such an amazing one-two punch. Of late, Dave Sclafani, more so than Gossman, like almost kind of bad. Go Gossman has been very up and down. He'll have one good start and then one bad start. And Logan Webb has come in and really been the stability for them the last two months, which has been awesome because I don't know what they would do without him. I, I feel like without him, the Dodgers would have caught us and passed us already. Thanks to Logan Webb. They are still, you know, two and a half games or whatever in, in front, but I don't know, you know, as we get closer to the playoffs, I'm starting to think about playoff rotation. And if, you know, if we got to win, a, okay, let's say, okay, worst case scenario, we're in the wild card game. Yeah, we got to win one game. I'm pretty sure Gossman is still the guy. I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. they would go with him. He's been the guy, you know, in, in big games. But if you have to go into a series... Has Logan Webb jumped ahead of DeSclafani to be the number two guy in the rotation? Well, let's throw out some numbers first. <clears throat> Since the All-Star break, Logan Webb has thrown 46 innings. That leads the Giants. Second is, is Alex Wood with 37. Then you get Gossman. Gossman had the... Um, 
time away for his child to be born. So he missed a, a start or two. Um, but since the all-star break, Kevin Gossman is three and two with a 5.17 ERA. Logan Webb is three and zero oh with a 1.94 ERA. Uh, Webb's FIP in that time is 2.68 and Gossman's is 3.73. So Gossman's FIP, no, sorry, 4.03. I looked at XFIP, my bad. Uh, Logan Webb's FIP in that time is 3.04. Gossman's is 4.03. So Gossman's FIP is lower than easy ERA, which tells you that he's having a little bit of bad luck, right? Isn't that kind of what that translates to? Um He's, you know, some, some hits are falling in where they shouldn't fall in and some different things are happening. Um, but Logan Webb has just been absolutely lights out since he came back. Um, he's had eight starts since the all-star break and Gossman has had seven. Alex Wood has had seven. Uh, Disco has had six. Disco's ERA since the all-star break is 5.68 and his FIP is 4.79. If it continues on this course, even if Gossman gets a little bit better and back on track and his ERA from here on out is in the three range, but Logan Webb continues to do what he does, I think if you get into I think if you get into a wild card game, you've got to go with the hot hand. You can't go with the guy who started out in April, May, and June as your mm-hmm. hot hand. You have to say Logan Webb has been lights out. July, August, September, here we are on October 2nd or 3rd or whatever it is, and it's a wild card game. Logan Webb has been carrying us. Logan Webb is our starter. That, that's what I would say. I, I, would, I would freak out if it continued on this course and Gossman even got a little bit better and they started Gossman in the wild card game. I'd, I'd be a little bit confident, but I would freak out <laughs> saying, why is Logan Webb not our starter in this big game? Okay, but we also understand... This dude is 25 years old. Yeah, I no, I get that, but it is his second year in the bigs, right? Uh, so he played, he had eight starts in 19. Okay. And then how many last, last year, year he had 11 starts? 11 starts. Uh, 19 or how many in 2019? Uh, he had eight. So 20 ish, 19 starts in the Plus last this two years. He's at 18 starts at, this year. At 18 starts this year. Yeah, he's ready. I mean, he's 25 years old and he and he's um and and this isn't against slouch teams either. He's pitching against really good teams and shutting them down. Uh what he did to the A's the other day was fantastic. Kept them in the game. I mean, that was a big game. This was a a rubber match Bay Bridge series. You get that trophy thing. I don't even know what that is, but (laughs) (laughs) that's a college football stuff. Yeah. Um, But, but, but still, but you know, the, the, the series was on the line. You didn't want to leave Oakland and then leave the week at three and three. He went in there and just dialed it in. I don't have any reservations about him being the guy for a wild card game at 25 years old. I think he's got enough starts and this pitching staff has given him the confidence. I think he goes out there and, and, and mows him down. He's had an interesting, very interesting run up to the big league. So Giants drafted him in 2014. He's from Rockland. Did you know he's from Rockland? Mm-mm. So Rockland. Knew, oh yeah. You know what? I Rockland, knew he, California. He grew, up, he grew up a big A's fan. Yeah. Uh, fourth round of the 2014 draft. So he comes into the big leagues or the minor leagues and he's playing rookie ball at 17 years old. Jeez. He uh, plays at uh, low A at, in his 18 year old year struggles. He plays a ball uh, in his 19 year old year struggles. And then uh, at 20, he's back in low A. A uh, dynamic just has a great season. You know, he's only he only has uh, he's uh, he's pitching out of the bullpen, but really good out of the bullpen. Uh, then he goes to uh, high A, so San Jose at that point. San Jose is now the low A squad, and then to double A, um, excellent. Twenty six games uh, started, two point four one ERA, and then two thousand nineteen before he makes the jump to the big leagues. He also has uh, another really good year 
really good most of the year. 1.85 ERA in 10 starts. So he has dominated in all the the minor leagues. And so now I like I'm not surprised at what he's doing. I just didn't think it would come so quickly. And look, this could be, you know, some of the analytics uh, as far as what he's doing. Um, you know, he might be a little bit more hittable than than he currently is, but he you cannot take anything away from what he's been doing these last two months. He's been dynamic. And that, you know, like you said, riding the hot hand, you know, uh, Kapler may just be like, oh, we got to start Cueto. Cueto's with all the experience. <laughs> you know, like, it could be something like that, right? Like, I mean, it, it, it could be, but Cueto would have to have, like, four really good starts leading up to it. Like, a couple of no-hitters, and uh, <laughs> no, but, didn't but, have to go that but, far. But, you know, yeah. the, it could be like, well, well, Cueto's pitched in all these big games, and so it wouldn't phase him, and then maybe you bring in. Like, if you think about the wild card, I kind of wonder how they would even attack that because – you know they they are they they've done the thing where you know they they've thrown uh, a reliever and then they they've had these games where you know even you know we talked about today Sammy Long is starting and you knew Sammy Long wasn't going to go more than three or four innings yeah but I, I do wonder if you go okay we we're going to win this one game and maybe we use two guys instead of one and we sort of figure out the back end of the rotation in the playoffs I don't know I, we haven't seen it before. But we also haven't seen how the Kapler Zadie regime would handle a playoff series. Yeah, because it could very well be Logan Webb is starting, but Gossman may come in or Wood may come in. I mean, it, it, that that may be the case because then if Logan Webb only goes two innings and throws thirty five pitches, well, maybe he can go on short rest then when you come up to the next series. Uh, and I know this. I know this pisses off a lot of Giants fans. <laughs> we're sitting here talking about a wild card game while we're still leading the division. Yes. We're not we're <laughs> we're just being realists. The division is still up for grabs. It's still anything can happen. Uh the Giants do not have an eight game lead on the Dodgers right now with five weeks left. They have a one and a half game lead on the Dodgers with five games left. So anything can happen at this point. Um chances of them falling out of a playoff spot altogether are like probably zero. yeah, probably like slim to none <laughs> at this point. So it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna while you lead us into the next thing, I'm going to go ahead and I, I love pulling up the playoff odd graphs just because um, I only look at them when we do this show. I don't look at them like every day, but it's fun to every now and then when we do this show, of course, it's not going to load for me. <laughs> while you're like, loading. It's like, I don't want you to look at these today. So, so um, <laughs> we're going to go back to the A series. Yeah. And you had mentioned Lamont Wade hit a two-run homer. It was a two-run homer. They were down 5-4. They had a two-run homer up 6-5 in the ninth, and they win that game. The next day, it is Donovan Solano. They're down one to nothing. He hits a two-run bomb, yeah. and then they win 2-1. to one. Now, we have some live video yes. footage of Mac Cheese closing out Sunday's game against the A's, and we will play it here. So the best thing about that at bat is, you know, the A's are, like I said, the A's are a really good baseball team. Yeah. And so they have, uh, you know, the, this, this, this series and this game on the line and they have Pinder up to the plate. He's hitting like two twelve or something. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't have anybody on your bench, but that's just me being spoiled because the Giants are so good at playing this righty lefty thing. Yeah. And having guys available on the bench in favorable situations like Wade, like Solano, 
and that has worked out for them. And I'm watching this going like Pinder, like don't the A's have anybody else? I was I was almost mad for them, and I'm the one on the other side wanting to close yeah. this game like, out. There's got to be somebody in AAA that's better than <laughs> Chad Pinder, right? I mean, if you're an A's fan, you got to be sitting there going, we don't have anybody else in AAA that can grab this guy's spot, but so Mac Cheese, the beloved, except when he. Uh, you know, when he S's the bed. When he dials 97 <laughs> down the heart of the plate. Yes, yes. So uh, I, I, I don't know what was on the, uh, you know, what was on the, the list for, for Mr. Pinder here, but he was throwing fastballs, four seamers, you know, in the upper part of the strike zone. And he was trying to get him to, you know, to chase other, other pitches, but Pinder literally swung through the same pitch three different times. And then I was even more mad for A's fans as I was celebrating this Giants win going like, what did you think was coming? Like (laughs) the same pitch every single time. Like, you know how people pitch you. Like you should know exactly what's coming. So anyways, that was a, that was a crazy way <laughs> to win two baseball games, to say the least. And and thank you to my brother-in-law, Dan. Uh, him and his wife, Angela, went to the game uh, with some work friends and, um, you know, got some really cool seats. Those are nice seats. Yeah. I told him, too. I said, the nice thing is you're under that overhang the entire time. So you have that to not sit and bake in the sun oh all day God. long. But the best part of that video was to, uh, to have um, – you know, to be home at Oracle Park and the crowd goes, oh, no, wait, that was on the road. <laughs> that was uh, Oakland Alameda Coliseum yes. where uh, the Giants fans invaded once again. My brother-in-law had his Giants jersey on. Now, my sister-in-law, Angela, is a Dodgers fan. Oh, my goodness. But she didn't wear it. So I got to give it to her. She didn't wear any Dodgers gear to the game. She understood the Dodgers aren't playing in this game. And so she wasn't going to, you know, t- taint the experience by wearing uh, Dodgers gear to a Giants A's game. I'm sure I haven't gotten the reports, but I'm sure she was rooting for the Giants because uh, I think she's kind of become a little, little bit of a closet Giants fan. So interesting. I think, that's, I think that's nice. Yeah. All right. Let's look ahead to this week as we shut this show down. We're we're watching the game here. Giants are up. Yeah. Two zero. Uh, Mets have runners on the corner and two out and one Jay Jackson is on the mound. And um, so, you know, unless something falls apart, hopefully they win this game up seven zero, but they play six. They got the Mets twice more after this, and then they go right into Atlanta. Um, You know, Atlanta, I have bad, bad memories of Atlanta when the giants are good because of 1993. Yes, I'm not. I'm not going to let my uh, my bad memories, you know, make, think that they're gonna lose these games or anything. Yeah. But again, the Braves are a really good baseball team, and they and they're starting to put it together. Uh, yeah, I, I fully expect the Giants to compete. I expect the Giants to play good baseball. They seem to play really, really well against these these good teams, as if they have to show. They're, uh, you know, how good they are because people are <laughs> yeah. constantly doubting them. But uh, what do you think? We got six games. How do the Giants do this week? Well, this, this is a kind of a tough one because of, of the starting pitching situation. So you've got slinging Sammy Long out there today. And he went, I think he went five, right? Yeah. I Which is great. Yeah. yeah. I think they said the beginning of the game, he had 80 or 90 pitches in him. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how I haven't looked at the box yet, so I don't know how many he went, uh, but like you said, they're up seven, nothing bottom six. Um, Javi Baez is at the plate and he grounds out. So the giants get out of that little what jam. A, what a swing on that ground out, by the way. Yeah, that was, awful. it was like, a, it was like a Wolf Clark home run swing. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is it didn't Steve Cohen, the, the owner of the Mets, uh, when they were playing us, he tweeted out and said, other teams go up there with a plan and they're patient and they hit the ball and they do this and they do that. You traded for Javi Baez, <laughs> the biggest slop swinger you've got in the major leagues. And you went out and traded for him. So don't give us any of that stuff. You yeah. Why, why would you even tweet that? Get off of yeah, Twitter. I, I started you're... following him just cause I, I it's entertaining. 
Um, but yeah, and then we got Cueto tomorrow night and then, and then, um, the next night, uh, would, right. So, um, so Cueto coming off of the IL, he's going to get a start. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting in New York. They're not hitting the ball right now. So the giants probably take two out of three there. I, I, maybe the Mets do what they did in that extra innings game, which was absolutely brutal because the giants left so many runners on an extra innings. It just killed me that game. And then they end up losing six to two in 12 innings. Yeah. Um, you know, Pilar with the three run home run. Uh, but, but yeah, either I, way, I, I said earlier that they didn't have a chance. They actually did have a chance. Yeah. But the way that they lost, that was just so flabbergasted. Oh, yeah. Cause I think at one point they had a runner at third with uh, one out and, and they just couldn't get him home. They should have won that game. They should have won. They, you know, the, the, the turning point with though was Longoria getting hit on the finger and he's in, on the IL for it now, yeah. but he got hit on the finger, finished that at bat. I don't think he had any feeling in that finger or that hand. Uh, and then ended up striking out on a really nasty slider that was like a foot off the plate. So I think he was just trying to get out of that at bat at that point. But um, so, yeah, I think they take two out of three from New York. I think they actually go into Atlanta and kind of push them around a little bit. I can see them taking, I can see them going into Atlanta and actually sweeping that series. Um, the Giants wow. are hitting, well, they're hitting home runs and Atlanta is a nice home run hitting ballpark and is very hot and humid in Atlanta right now. So I think they're going to go in and do what they're doing in New York and then what do they got? Four home runs, five home runs tonight. I think they're going to kind of go down to Atlanta. I think this is going to be a five and one week. I'm going to go with five and one. Wow. Yeah. That I'm, is amazing. I'm brave. You get it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Braves. Yeah. They have bad, five bad guys. Five guys. Unfortunately, one of them is, is uh, injured for the rest of the year. Right. Freeman, Riley, Swanson, Acuna, and Albies all over 20 home runs. Yes. We're going to keep him in the yard. All right. I think we're, I think we're going to keep him in the yard because at that point, Gossman will be back. Webb will pitch in that series. Um, I, th- I think we're just going to kind of go in there and show Atlanta this is a winning ball club. Contender, you're a pretender. This is how it works. I, and I think, and again, I think the I think the Mets find a way to get us every now and then. So they're going to win one of these games somehow. It's going to be weird. It's not going to be this one. I'm not saying it's going to be this one. We have a seven nothing lead, but I, I think they're going to find a way to win. And I think we're going to go into Atlanta and just really take care of business. I can see them coming out of there with a sweep. They've they've the Giants have had that elusive last game of the series sweep avoidance going on for the last couple of months. And I think this is going to be it because they've got at some point they have to make up for that pirate series at home, right? That, that series that they lost to the pirates two games to one at some point they've got to make up for that. And I think that's what they do in Atlanta. So, um, Charlie Morton, Max Freed, and our old good buddy Drew Smiley, they lead yeah. the uh, lead lead the Braves in games started. But yeah, you know if it, like like you look at the the Braves starting pitching and you go, okay, like they're okay, but they're not, you know, they're not dominant. They don't really scare you uh, like some of the other teams do. No. But they're going to score runs, and and that's kind of what you have to do to 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 beat them. Is you also have to score runs. So yeah, I, I, would, I would imagine that you know both teams are going to score some runs in that series. I want to see what the Braves starters have been doing in August. Um, the Braves actually have scored uh, nine more runs mm-hmm. than the Giants, but that's not taken into account today's game. Right. But the Giants have given up about 60, a little bit over 60 runs less. Well, let, and let, let's look at the Braves starters. So maybe I'm underestimating them. Although the Giants are great offense and they can hit home runs. And again, when you go into a humid ballpark like that in the South, you're going to hit home runs. Max Freed in the month of August is 4-0 with a .67 ERA. His FIP is 1.69. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but only 7.67 Ks per nine. So that tells, tells you that you know the, the opposing teams will put the ball in play. Um, his batting average is BABIP against is two point or a point two six seven. Um, 
asking. So not minuscule. So they are hitting the ball. Charlie Morton in the month of August is two and one with a 2.25 ERA. Um, and Tuki Toussaint has 22 innings in the month of August with a 2.86 ERA. Drew Smiley has not been the Drew Smiley that we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a 5.21 ERA in August. I'm not sure how the starters are going to line up for them yet. Yeah, everything um, is TBD so far as, 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 okay. as I looked. Yeah, so I think we kind of have to follow the Braves this week and see what they're doing, uh, kind of see how they line up. But I I still, I've got to go out on a limb at some point, and and, and I really do see, I, I did say a 6-0 and o week, right? So I did yeah, go out went, on a limb they, once. They went, uh, what did they go? We went 5-1. and one. That Yeah, 5-1. Was, um, one. And then there yeah. was the week where... You went six and zero, oh, and I went four and two, and I think they went five and one. Yeah, yeah. So, so I did go out on a limb once, but I'm going out on a limb here and saying that they're going, they're going into Atlanta and they're going to sweep Atlanta. It's going to be three really fun games. The Braves fans really come out for big series, um, so it's going to be three fun games. Um, but, I, but I can see the Giants heading home after that with a sweep and feeling really good. Because what are they? Dodgers offen- right after that, right? Yeah, offensively. Yeah. The teams are all are so similar. So yeah. if we look at just uh, the National League stats, so home runs, the Giants are first in the National League with 191, and the Braves have 182. They are second in uh, in walks. The Giants are third, and the Braves are fourth. And in average, the Giants are fourth, and the Braves are seventh. So not to say that like they're, you know, mirrors of each other, but when it comes down to it, they, you know, they kind of score runs in the same way. And, you know, even on base percentage is almost exactly the same. Slugging percentage is is very close. OPS, team OPS is very close. Giants are like a sliver ahead in, in each of those categories, but you know, they're, they're, they are very close to each other in, in how they perform offensively. Yeah, definitely. And that and I think that's what's going to make this like a super exciting. These are kind of the same teams. So I think I think it's going to make it for a really exciting series cuz this this again, you go into Milwaukee, you take two out of three. Um this is another one of those other division teams that we could see in the playoffs. I think the way it lines up right now though, if the season ended today and it, or it stayed like this for the rest of the season, the Dodgers and Reds, whoever wins that wild card game would play us in the first round. I don't like that. I really wish that uh, I think back in the day, football used to do that. Like if, if teams lined up and it was this record, then plays this guy, I think they waited and they said, well, you can't play somebody in your same division in the playoffs unless it's the championship game. So that's why I wish they would do that with baseball and say, well, the giants and Dodgers, can't play each other in the playoffs unless it's the NLCS kind of make Mm -hmm. it that way. But you know, whatever you got to go by records and stuff like that. But then you're going to have the two best teams in baseball playing each other or in the national league, the two best teams playing each other in the first round of the playoffs, which is a little weird, but you know, that's the way they want to do it. All right. So we will keep a close eye on things this week. Giants as of today, and the Dodgers are about to start in about a half an hour as we're recording. Giants are still winning 7-0, so they're still up two and a half games on the Dodgers. And yeah, this is going to be, you know, we're, we're starting to watch teams as well as our own to see what teams are doing because we're looking forward to the playoffs. And that means we're close. I think Giants, I think there's like six, you said five ga- five weeks. I think it's actually closer to six weeks. It's maybe is like, it? okay. Yeah, it might be like, Exactly six weeks, um, but yeah, this isn't it. This is a great part of the season. So yeah, looking forward to the Giants holding on, and uh, we. I, I I want the division. I don't want to mess with that oh, wild card. In no, you you'd never want to go into a one game playoff game. Look look at what happened to us and. Oh man, when was that? When we played the Cubs in that 16. one game, sixteen. Well, no, no, yeah, actually, they, no, they beat that was the, the Mets. Or that was yeah. We went, we played the Mets in the, oh, the one Mets. game yeah. playoff and then, in two thousand sixteen in the series to the Cubs. Right, two thousand fourteen was the Pirates, but it was back two thousand 
95. No, God, 98. 98. I'm going, I'm I'm not going back far. Is this the Mets game? No, 98 against the Cubs in the one game playoff, right? That's a good question. Now we got to look up Giants. So old. I got to look stuff up. Every every time I say something, I've got to look at it. Yeah, 1998. And it was actually, it was a tiebreaker game. That's right. They didn't have the wild card game at that point. Yes. That was a tiebreaker game just to get into the playoffs. And the Giants lost that game. They were down 5 nothing going into the ninth, ninth and then they lost uh, 5-3 to the great, fabulous, non-Hall of Famer Steve Traxel. Oh, my God. Ooh, that was brutal. And then Rod Beck got his 51st save against us. <laughs> For the Cubs in that game. Uh, shooter. Shooter. Yeah. Shooter. And his 89-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. Oh, All right. <laughs> so we will see you all next week for Brad. I am Double G. See you when we see you. Oh, you always forget this. Just want to forget. Just want to make sure that, uh, you know, people know where to find oh, yeah. us. Got to give them the goods. Um, there it is. Thompson and Clark on all social media search for Thompson Clark on Facebook and YouTube and also five stars on uh, your Apple podcasts so that we can, uh, you know, we can get in, in some pop, I guess more searches or popularity or whatever. So I think so. It's a popularity contest. All right. We're good at that. We're so yeah. pretty. That more more YouTube easy. subscribes too. That would be great. Yes. All right. So for Brad, I'm double G. See you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.